Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here for our very last episode of the year with Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Hey, Nikki. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing great on this last <sighs> episode of 2017. I know. Mm-hmm. Means I need to get used to writing 2017. Because it's about to change to 2018. That's right. Got a whole year of being off on my dates. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's a good word? You do anything good this week? Gosh, no. This has been a hard week. Why? My daughter's sick, 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 sick. Oh no. Yeah. So she's what kind of sick? Of school. Uh, flu type of sickness. Oh, not like scurvy. No, but it's pretty. It's probably the sickest that I've seen her. Yeah. Oh, it's poor a, thing. So I'm yeah, sorry. it's definitely you know. Um, changed the week. Schedules have changed and plans have been canceled and, you know, the world kind of stops when somebody in your household gets really sick. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Totally does. I'm I'm sorry for you and her and everybody. That's lame. I know it is. Um, Everybody wash your hands. Yeah, wash your (laughs) hands. That's right. Important. And don't touch your eyeballs. tip. Don't (laughs) touch your eyeballs. Don't pick your ears or your nose. Exactly. Don't be well. That that have you uh, seen the book uh, I Contain Multitudes? No. It's a uh, it's this book about um, how we are all made up of essentially just a mess of different little bacteria and oh jeez, it, it's really it is it's totally <laughs> horrifying. It is talk about invasive thoughts. I get so stuck in that. Like I am just goo that's like fifty percent me and fifty percent cells of other creatures, and Whoa. that is horrifying. That's so not good at all. No, and so in this case, your daughter is all about you know a little bit of her and a lot of flu, and that yeah. makes me cringeworthy. We have uh, some good stuff to talk about today. Before we dig in, head over to TakeControlADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list uh, right on the homepage. Get an email every time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us at 503-664-4ADD. We love those voicemails, 503-664-4ADD. Okay. We also have some announcements, a little bit of housekeeping, if I may. Uh, We have, uh, at long last, been approved uh, to be released in Spotify, which is actually really big news. Spotify announced that they were going to be starting to host or to serve podcasts right within the app uh, three years ago. And I'm telling you, people, we've been in the queue for three years. So if you are a Spotify subscriber uh, or, I mean, obviously you can subscribe for free, ad-supported Spotify, you can find us there. If if that's where you listen to all your goodies, now you can listen to uh, the ADHD podcast there too. So I'm very happy that yes. we are finally in Spotify. That's big news. And um, Exciting. I hope that, yes, it, it's not, I, I'll tell you, it's not a great podcast player. It doesn't let you do multiple speeds and the jump forward, jump back. So it, it's, you know, really they, they sort of phoned it in as a player, but we're there and you can follow us there and get notifications of new episodes and everything works. Uh, so make sure to check that out. The other thing we have to talk about is Patreon. Can we talk about Patreon? Yes. So Patreon is fantastic. We sure appreciate it. If you, fair listener, if you're getting something out of this show, uh, if you can, uh, if you if you feel like it's worth uh, supporting the show with uh, with a couple bucks each month, you can access some some a, a growing, let's say, a growing and and 
list of perks that's filling out over there. We're, we're trying to create, um, create more stuff. But the one big announcement I have today is that the Facebook group, the private Facebook group for Patreon subscribers is uh, live. And I'm going to send our current list of Patreon subscribers. I'm going to send you all the link uh, today. And uh, so you should be able to check your email, check your inboxes for that link, and you can go and ask to subscribe. You'll have to, it's a secret. It's like a completely secret <laughs> group. You can't search for it. You can't find it. So I'm you'll sorry. have to join it by the the URL and uh, and then request access. And we will, uh, between Nikki and I, we'll go through and, and check, uh, you know, and, and all we just have to do is verify that you are officially a subscriber, and then we'll add you to the list, uh, add you to the group. Um, we're hoping to grow that community and make it something really special and, and uh, be able to share and be vulnerable and share tools and tips and strategies. Very much looking forward to that. Yes. And we like the cover photo. We both agree we do, on We it. finally do. Yeah. We finally like it's, it's, we, we went, we simplified. We Turns did. Out, simplifying is good. Yeah. It really is. So, yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you don't need to go through a bunch of hoops and Try to be all fancy. Let's just True. be simple. Last word. Uh, thank you, everybody who has subscribed already to Patreon. But you know what? Uh, if you're if you don't uh, want to subscribe, if you don't feel that you have the financial resources to subscribe to, to our Patreon group, that's okay too. Uh, consider though, if you will, if you're getting something out of the show. Uh, honestly, one of the very best ways to support the show is just stop what you're doing as you're listening to the show and share it with one or two people that you think also might get some value. Uh, open up your phone. Send a text with a link to the show, whatever you, however you choose to share it. We don't care, uh, but helping us spread the word with people who actually can log in and subscribe and, and encourage them to to consider uh, joining our community that that is a big help uh, as well. So thank you. Now we got some follow up. Now we can start the the precious follow up. <laughs> uh, we got yes. an email uh, from Chris in Cleveland. Chris, I got to tell you straight up, I love you, man. <laughs> you you wrote it. You did. And I'm, I'm going to start with the P.S. Uh, he says, if you've made it this far, thanks for reading. I connected with your podcast on so many levels. I decided to throw almost all of my ideas at you at once. I love that. <laughs> really did. Chris is a uh, he's he joins the community. He says he's been li binge listening to our uh, past episodes uh, and uh, he is in sales and he has a, a response to us around career choices and ADHD and shares a little bit about his career. He's been a salesperson in a variety of industries for over 20 years. Uh, and he had heard in the past, he says, my profession is one is, is also one suitable to someone with ADHD. Through hard work, luck, and perseverance, I've managed to fight my way into a successful career. I use the term fight because like many of my peers, I've experienced many highs and lows along the way. He attributes his con accomplishments to three lessons. Number one, calendar and task management, using tools just like the ones you recommend on your shows, for example, Evernote, Calendar, Todoist, etc. Whenever I get accused of being a tech guru, I have to explain that I need these tools just to stay organized. Hallelujah, brother. Mm -hmm. uh, Self-programming or habit management, using lessons from my experience and insightful books like The Power of Habit. This allows me to attack the mundane activities we find painful to do without wasting valuable thought cycles. And, and then self-discovery and acceptance through the research of Martin Seligman and Robert Ellis. 
By accepting myself unconditionally, I am better able to handle and even leverage criticism that used to be debilitating. I love that. It's fighting the limiting beliefs, right? It's just huge. While continuing to work in medical sales, I'm writing a book about how salespeople can gain more happiness and fulfillment using some of the same principles I have mentioned. Long term, I'd like to evolve my career into sales coaching and consulting. In the short term, I'm offering to speak on topics of sales to just about anyone who will listen. Chris, thank you so much for writing and uh, sharing your experience there. It is fantastic, uh, and we sure appreciate sharing it uh, on this show. Nikki, what do you think? I love it. I love that he shared his story, and I absolutely love the sentence, by accepting myself unconditionally. Yay! Absolutely. That's fantastic. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for sharing. And I hope others who are in sales, in medical sales, in pharmaceutical sales, in whatever sales you're in, uh, there's uh, there's some good tools in there. Uh, We have a question from a listener, anonymous, an anonymous listener. Uh, our listener says, I am a planner addict and I keep thinking the perfect planner will organize me. I've not found one that works. My phone's nice, but it doesn't work for a brain dump. Any suggestions? I have a teenager, a supervisor, and a wife. I'm active in my church as well. Thank you. Oh, that's a loaded question. Kinda. Kind of. I feel like these, I feel like the first two sentences actually nail it. I am a planner addict and I keep thinking the perfect planner will organize me. Part one. I've not found one that works. Part two. two. (laughs) There you go. Uh, There is there is a no perfect planner. That is I'll start with that premise. Do you agree? Absolutely. I'm so glad you picked up on that. Yeah, there Mm -hmm. is no perfect planner. Stop looking for it. That's right. Hallelujah. There is only a planner that works for you uh, as as far as you can make it work. Um, uh, You know, I I I feel like the search is it can be debilitating in itself. And addicting. Mm-hmm. Part yeah. one. Right. Part one A. Part one A. <laughs> Subpoint. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think it's a, it's a struggle if you don't. Uh, I think that brain dump question is uh, is an important one, uh, that your phone obviously is not a good thing for a brain dump. It's a great thing for a, uh, you know, for a, uh, you know, catch up like here and triage, right? Here's, here's a quick task I need to add to my uh, to do list. Uh, but and and here's a bunch of stuff I can just sort through real quick and check off a bunch of boxes and keep it in my hand. But you know, doing that brain dump, it it actually takes a different kind of tool for me. I need to be uh, either at a keyboard or with pen and paper in hand. Um, uh, the keyboard works well for me because I can I have keyboard shortcuts that are really um, sort of I've kind of memorized them and I know all the the shortcut key commands for scheduling and for new tasks and for moving things around. So I can move pretty quickly in core dump in in. You as we talked about last week in Things 3. So that's a to-do app that keeps my work in order um, but and, and addresses that brain dump thing. But generally, uh, my sense is rule of the day is simplify, uh, back to basics, pick up a pen and a blank sheet of paper and do the brain dump. Do some organi- initial uh, sorting and thinking through the work that you have in your head um, and and. Don't worry about lines and boxes and checklists and things that, you know, that you're really struggling with. If you have something that you're struggling with today, um, you know, consider using our daily schedule trick, which is fantastic. To add on to what you're saying with the brain dump is I wouldn't use your planner as a, as a brain dump. Um, 
and I don't know if that's what she's doing because she's talking about the phone and it doesn't work as a brain dump. But I agree with you is, is essentially what I'm trying to say is you have to have kind of some somewhere else where you're putting the brain dump and then you're looking at that list and then you're deciding how that's going to plan into your schedule and everything. So it's kind of like that's the pre-work that needs to be done before you go and put it into the planner. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, the daily schedule can be really helpful for those days that are just really busy and you need to plan out for, for today. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, but it has the times broken up by half hour. It has your priority list, your, um, your just daily tasks that have to be done. And that can definitely be a way to, to organize that brain dump for the day, you know, um, without having this planner that, you know, is all connected and you're afraid that you're going to ruin it. You Mm -hmm. can print several copies of our daily schedule and it doesn't matter. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think it is interesting. I'm glad that you, that you did actually pick that apart a little bit because I would have to ask, you know, what, what does she like about the, the planners that she's used in the past? What doesn't she like and try to get as close to something that, that works. And the first question that came to my mind was, is, is consistency an issue for her? Because I know that many people with ADHD feel like the planner isn't working because they're not consistent with it. And, um, that may not be the issue. It it still may be a really good planner and still may work for you. So let's not use consistency as a measure of success. I've said this before, but let's just look at when you do use it, does it help you? Then get right back on it. Don't worry that you haven't filled it out for the last week. It doesn't mean that it didn't work. So, um, that would be the only thing that I would want to kind of add in there. Oh, I like that. Looking around. I think that's great. I, that's great feedback, and I, I sure appreciate the question. I hope it helps, and I'm I'm sorry that um, uh, that uh, you know I, I, I clearly we don't have an answer on what is the perfect planner because, like Nikki said, it's kind of a loaded question. Um, all, all you can do is build is think in terms not in terms of a planner, but in terms of a you system. Uh, what's you know, going to work for you? Yeah, right. what's going like to what? work for you? And, that's and exactly. You, I like that yeah. because you it mu- really is about. What do you need? What do you need for the week? How do you need to organize your tasks? And well, your- it goes back to something that you said long ago, right? Which is don't, you know, don't, it's all about organizing. You know, in, in this case, you're organizing ideas and time and concepts. But, um, you know, so many people go into it thinking in terms of products and a planner is just a product. It is just, just a, a you know, you, you buy into Covey, you buy into Dayrunner, you buy into whatever it is. Uh, but really what you need to buy into is the you system. What is it that, that works for you? And you may have to cobble together, uh, different, right. different quote products to, to make the you system work. So mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. All right. Let, today we are talking about goal setting for the new year. Well, isn't that a handy segue? Uh, from planners and systems <laughs> right. to goal Are you setting for a new planner, right? <laughs> <laughs> Your goal, yeah. Let's talk about it. What? Uh, obviously, it's the end of the new year. It is time to be thinking about, uh, or it is a good time, I should say, to be thinking about uh, changes you might want to make uh, in the new year. It's it's not the only time you can be thinking about changes in your life, but it's handy. It's inspirational. Others are doing it. Get on the bandwagon. That's right. That's right. Well, and I I told everyone last week that I did a webinar for ADA about goal setting. And so I'm just taking some pieces from that webinar that I thought was important for people who are um, that didn't watch it, who might be interested in how to set goals in a more successful way. Like let's start off, um, you know, doing it right. And I'll tell you why I say that, because the statistics are really depressing. 
when when you look at you know when someone sets a New Year's resolution, we're all excited. You know, like you said, it's a fresh start, it's a new beginning. You know, let's do this January first. But the statistic says that ninety two percent of those New Year's resolutions fail by January fifteenth. So that's two weeks, yeah. which isn't yeah. a lot of time to do anything or get anything done. Um, and so that's what I'm saying. What what are we doing wrong here? What's the disconnect that people are are falling so short so quickly, right? And um, one of the things that I pointed out in the webinar, which I think is so true, is one of the easiest ways to not accomplish your goals is when you try to work on all of them at once. And that's kind of the first key strategy that I want to talk about is, you know, it's great that you want to live a healthier lifestyle. It's great that you want to exercise more. You want to organize your house, your life, your time. Uh, Many people want to stick to a budget, you know, all of these things. But when you try to do it all at once, it's just overwhelming and it's confusing. (laughs) It's just, you don't see progress fast enough and you know, what happens, I think, this is my own personal opinion. I have no statistics to back this up. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to say that right (laughs) away. Uh, But my personal opinion is that, okay, well, why would we fail in a two-week period of time? It has to be because we're taking on too much. Those Those first two weeks or that first week, we are so excited about this new life of ours that everything does kind of happen. You know, we do get things done. We are exercising every day. We are eating those healthy breakfasts breakfast or whatever. Um, but then week two happens and there's a little bit less energy, not as much as getting done. And then, you know, by the end of week two, it's like, what did I, why, why did I do this? <laughs> you know, I took on way too much. And unfortunately what happens is it's not even the question of why it's more of the question of what's wrong with me. Oh yeah. You know, why can't yeah. I do this? Everybody else seems to be doing this, you know, and here I go again, setting goals again that I can't achieve. Part of what I imagine is is the problem is that uh, goals that we and and we'll say resolutions, right? The things that you do around the new year tend not to have a very strategic uh, end point. That's right. You know, we and and it, that that means it can get overwhelming really quickly. I am so glad you brought that up because I actually did not put that in my notes. But this is really a key point: is there are two different kinds of goals, right? Yeah. We have goals that really do have a start and a finish. So, for example, organizing your kitchen really does have a start and has a finish. Now, main, maintenance has to be. Um, you know, we have to think about that going forward. How are we going to maintain it? So there is sort of an ongoing piece to that, but you can still say the the project is finished. Um, but the second type of goal is really like, okay, I want to eat, you know, eat healthier. I want exercise more. I want to meditate. Those are goals that start, but their lifestyle changes. And so there really isn't a finish, right? We don't yeah. want to just exercise for four weeks and then stop. Or exercise to the point where you lose the weight and then stop doing that because you're going to gain the weight back, yeah, right. right? So it's a, that's a really good point. You have to, I think, identify what do I want? And we will talk about that in just a second about being very specific. But I think it's important that we I, you know, at least are aware of what kind of goal am I looking to achieve here? Right. And how do I set that up? You know, one of the things that I would encourage people to do is just to focus on one area of your life. 
at a time mm-hmm. and not try to fix your budget and try to eat healthier at the same time. Now, some people are going to disagree with me and they're going to say, nope, I can do all of it. I can do at least two or three. And you know what? That There is no right or wrong way to do it. What I'm suggesting, suggesting is if you've had problems in the past accomplishing the goals that you want, try something new. Yeah, that seems pretty safe. Yeah, try something new and think, okay, what if I only did focus on one thing? Maybe I maybe really want to focus on two, but look for the red flags. If you're noticing that in the next two or three weeks, you're starting to kind of fall behind and you're not paying attention to the budget as much as you were, or you're not exercising as often as you are, look for those red flags and scale back and say, okay, I, I do need to just focus on one area. Or I just need to do one little step here and not try to do five. I, I you know, I think that's really important because, and and I, I know I've I've heard, and I think I have been one of the people that says, uh, "Oh, I can do it. I can do it all, right? I can do it all." Oh, I have but, totally been, yeah. <laughs> but I so, wonder, yeah. I wonder Guilty. what the ratio is of people <laughs> with ADHD who say that they can do it all and then don't do it all, uh, because it sounds like something someone with ADHD would say. Either they're going to say, "I can't do anything." I am totally helpless and I'm awash in my own head or I can take on 50 new resolutions and goals and do them all uh, because of the power of my multitasking, right? Uh, and All or nothing. All right. or nothing. And that is, I, I've totally been there. Uh, and, uh, you know, so if, if you, I would guess I would say if you have a tendency to say one or the other, at least look at your history and see how much you've accomplished, in fact. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in your goals before you before you make any sort of hyperbolic claims. Well, and we're always looking for small steps, small progress um, accomplishments, because it is really easy to jump into the thought process too that, well, this isn't happening fast enough, so it's not working. I'm going to jump to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want people to be more aware of even just the small steps. So if it's just exercising and, well, you know, this mini habit idea, right, that we've yeah. talked about before, if you're only just doing one or two push ups a day, I know that doesn't seem like it's enough, but it's something. So come back to that daily action of what can I do to get me closer to that goal? And then hopefully tomorrow you can do 10, you know, or you can do 10 minutes or whatever, but keeping it in front of you and keeping it a focus is, is going to help. And just realizing that, Hey, this, this matters. I'm still making progress, even though it doesn't seem as fast as I would like it to be. Um, and that, you know, just going back to starting with one area, you know, choose your health, choose the financial piece of your life. Um, if you want to get a new job, you know, focus on that right now. Um, and, and it can be hard to choose like, cause everything seems important and it is important. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing that I want people to really get out of this conversation is that when you choose one area, it doesn't mean that the other things don't matter because they do. And it doesn't mean that you won't get to them. It just doesn't mean that you have to do them all at once. And I think that's important to, to understand. And, um, and be okay with, you know, accept that. Because then now you can put all of your energy and focus on this one area that you really want to change. And if you are having difficulty trying to figure out that what that is, talk to somebody about it. Talk to your partner, talk to your spouse, talk to a good friend, your sister, your brother, whatever, somebody you trust and just say, I need to verbally process this. Um, because when we do that, we hear what we're saying and we can start organizing our thoughts and then we can really start seeing 
well, you know, the financial piece is really important because I'm going into debt, Yeah, you know, or I'm having a hard time, you know, figuring out how I'm going to pay my mortgage. I've got to focus on that. We totally underestimate the power of hearing our own voice. Absolutely. And having somebody that you trust talk to you back about yeah. it, asking you questions. And, you know, so I think that there's a lot of value in that. Um, and then really, again, this is kind of what we were kind of alluding to before. We got to get very specific about what it is that we want. Um, saying that you just want to organize isn't good enough. We got to get more specific. What do you want to organize? Do you want to organize your time, your space, what space, your office space? you know, your workflow um, when you're at work or do you want to focus on home, you know, and really get specific about what it is that you're, you're looking to do and, and uh, draw up that kind of plan on how you're going to, how you're going to do it. One of the things I want to bring to people's attention is motivation because I always get that question about, you know, what do I do when I'm not motivated or I just don't feel motivated um, to, to do this. Does that sound familiar? Oh, huge. <laughs> Huge, especially it's that you know it's the same thing. It's like you, it, you, you're. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to call it. That's safe for podcasting. Uh, it's the equivalent of like uh, drunk resolutions. Like you say something <laughs> while you're that. toasting champagne uh, on New Year's Eve. Like, oh, this is a thing. I'm going to change my life forever. And then you wake up and you have hungover resolutions, right? And totally. and your life looks very different the next morning. There should be a waiting period. Yeah. That's like those vacation um, timeshares. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Totally. It that's is totally it. Like, yeah, they get you while you're on vacation. You're yeah. all happy and everything. And then they get you into the meeting. Yeah. And, and then yeah. suddenly the next day, you're like, I have no idea oh, how I'm going to make it work. Do? Yeah. I, <laughs> how am I going to motivate myself to do this? I can't do it. I don't care. I, it's too much. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing that um, I, th- I find really interesting. And I think it's, again, really good to have conversation around it because it will it will make, I hope people feel better in a weird way. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> sounds strange. <laughs> but with ADHD, you can't depend on just your internal motivation. It, yeah. it, it's an issue because when you look at executive functions, and this is not the show where we're going to talk about executive function. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it and you'll figure yeah, it out because right, it's right. ADHD essentially. But when you look at executive functions, you're looking at, you know, it's hard to get started. It's hard to organize and plan. It's hard to, um, you know, working memory. All of these things are issues. So imagine how that affects your motivation. How does that affect you accomplishing your goals? Well, it completely affects it. Right. There's no, totally. I mean, there's, there's no, yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. So you could want something, know that it's important to you, know that it, it's really important to your family. You have to do it. You need to do it. You want to do it, but you're not doing it. Yeah. And that internal motivation just isn't always enough. And so I think what I want people to feel better about is that it's not, a character flaw. It's not something that you need to fix necessarily because, you know, it's just part of ADHD. ADHD isn't to be fixed. It's to be worked around, right? It's to to navigate. It's to kind of figure out this, this is how I think. I'm not always going to be waking up in the morning feeling like I need to go exercise. That's right. You are not broken. It's just who you are. 
Yes. And, and it could be for many reasons. It could be that you're overwhelmed. It could be that you got distracted. It could be that you're just tired mentally and emotionally and physically. Um, maybe you forgot about it. Maybe your interest isn't as high as it used to be. All of these things are going to be factors on how motivated you are. So what happens is we have to, we know these goals are important to us. How do we accomplish it? How do we accomplish them? Well, that's when the external motivation is going to have to come into play. Yeah. And you're going to have to rely on that a little bit more than you maybe thought you had to. So for example, just to kind of put it in context, if you're looking at organizing your home, and again, I use organizing because it's such an easy thing for me to talk about, yeah. but you can really use this example for, I mean, you can make up your own example for your own goal. Uh, but say you want to organize some some spaces in your home. When you hire a professional organizer to come in and help you, that's the external motivation, right? Because even though you may not want to wake up and work on those spaces, you've got somebody that is coming into your home to help you. You're investing in them. You're, you're paying for the service. And it's giving you that little push. And because they're an expert, they're going to be able to guide you and help you with this plan and help you follow through and keep you accountable and all of that. Yeah. So that's that external kind of motivation. Now, not everybody can afford an ADHD coach. Not everybody can afford a professional organizer. Um, but what you could do then is ask a friend who's really organized that you, you know, admire. You think, okay, they could, maybe they can help me. People love to help people. And if you, you know, ask somebody that you trust and, and are really open to them and say, can you help me? I, you know, I bet you're going to get a lot of yeses. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's that external motivation of, yes, you got to put yourself out there a little bit. You got to be a little bit vulnerable. Um, but it's that little push, that little support that's going to help you do something that maybe you wouldn't have done on your own. Uh, deadlines can do this when they're not fake. Right. <laughs> Again, hungover deadlines. <laughs> yeah, fake news and fake, fake deadlines. Fake news, fake deadlines. Yeah, doesn't work. So anyway, I, what what I mean by that is that, if, again, I'm going back to the organizing your space. Say you're working on your kitchen, then you know what? Invite people over for dinner, and then you've got a very clear date of when this has to be done. Oh, that's the best advice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, that's external motivation. Yeah. You've created an event that you know, is going to give you that, that little drive. And, and you know what? The reality is you still may put it off and you still may not get it done until like a day before, but the adrenaline kicks in. And again, let's use your ADHD. If the adrenaline's going to kick in and you still get it done, then who cares how you got it done? You got it done. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. Um, there's so many times where clients will come to me and they'll say, well, I didn't prepare for you until just like two minutes ago. Great. I don't care. You, Great. You, you did though. That's the thing. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And here we are talking. Yeah. So it's great. So I, you know, I think it is being a little bit not so hard on yourself on how you get to the goal, but anyway, so that's kind of that external, um, motivation. And I do want to talk about something that I'm going to be doing in the new year. Okay. That's going to help with the external motivation. I'm hoping. Oh, good. Yes. So in January, um, I'm going to be starting two new um, group coaching uh, sessions. And this is the same kind of support group coaching that I've done in the past. So there's a small group. I take up to five to six people. 
And we meet every week and we usually have like one topic that kind of starts the conversation and that's been pre-decided by the group prior to the session. And that topic actually gets expanded by just conversation, support. Uh, People are talking about their story, sharing their stories. Um, It's a wonderful thing. I love it. It's one of my favorite uh, services that I do is group coaching. And in January, I will be offering two different sessions, Um, one in the middle of the day and one in in the evening. So check that out. Yes. And then I'm doing something new. Dun, 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 well, I know. Do you, we need <laughs> a, a crowd. What? Huh? <laughs> yes. So one of the, you know, I love, I love feedback and I listen to it. I read it and I really take it to heart. And, uh, I've had several people ask me about accountability groups. Like, is there any kind of way you could do like some kind of accountability group? Well, by golly, I'm doing it. (laughs) I'm trying it. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. You're going to be learning as I'm learning. Um, but I'm so excited about this. I'm going to have two sessions and they're, there's purposely on Mondays because I want the beginning of the week so you can look ahead. And uh, the groups are going to be small because what I want to have happen is each time we meet, I want every single person in that group to talk about what they want to work on that week. And then the next week, they're going to come back and say how things went and then also plan for the next week. So everybody in the group is going to talk. And hopefully, I'm hoping, it's going to leave enough conversation to to talk about roadblocks and encouragement and things like that too, if people are getting stuck. Right. Uh, but that's, that's the goal is that it's really just an accountability uh, group. It's not necessarily a coaching group where we're going to have a topic. We're not going to have a topic. Everybody's going to have their own topic and uh, we're going to be, you know, keeping each other accountable. And in between sessions, I'm going to have um, a system set up where we can contact each other in between and kind of, you know, have those little check-ins and little uh, inspirational, you know, text messages and things like that to keep yeah. people going. So I'm going to so try good. it. That's yeah, so good. And I'm excited about it. So I'm hoping that people listening are going to be excited about it and want to, um, you know, try it out with me. And uh, if it's successful, then I will continue doing it. and. Um, We'll see where it goes. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I I think it's a it fills a hole. It fills a hole, and it's yeah. a, a, you're right on. This is what people are people do ask for this stuff. This is going to be super useful. And boy, uh, what a great opportunity to build your own community. Uh, absolutely, of, of absolutely. Learners uh, and teachers. The key though is if you do have any questions, please let me know. Yeah. Um, because there is a difference between the accountability groups and the group coaching. Yeah. So I just, you know, you can go to the website, check it out. If you have any, you know, additional questions, let me know. I'm happy to answer those. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Well done. All right. Uh, That's it. Hope this is uh, useful stuff to you, everybody who is downloading and listening. We sure appreciate it. Uh, And uh, again, this is our last, our last gig for the year. You have any big plans? Are you traveling? Are you doing anything fun? No, I'm just taking some vacation time. I'll be back in the new year. And, um, no, I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna chill. watch Christmas movies. Yeah, you and are. Drink coffee from my from my favorite snowman cup. Yeah, you are. Add, yeah. A, little, add a little Irish cream in there. Really celebrate. <laughs> really go all out. <laughs> How about you? Are uh, you traveling? Uh, you know, we are taking a couple of days. Uh, the the uh, my my wife's parents are coming into town the day after Christmas. 
that we've gotten to the point where, you know, my wife, I'm an only child, so I don't split. I don't have to split time with a sibling, but my wife and her sister right. do split the grandparents. And so this year, they're d- coming out after uh, Christmas, and we're spending a couple of days on the beach. So uh, oh, I, I should say, I'm, we're in Oregon, so it's the coast. We, yes. we go to the coast, and uh, we're, we're going to be— Because it's raining. Because it's going to be raining. Cold. But I'm going to tell you, I and maybe this is a sign of why I love Oregon, this is my favorite time of year on the coast, when it's blustery and windy and foggy and cold and the the— Beach grass is blowing and the wind is it's the best time to drink Irish cream coffee. Uh, yes. And I agree. It is I I, I totally agree. Maybe it's because we're Oregonians, yeah. but I think the the coast, there isn't a bad time of year to go to yeah. the Oregon coast. It's, it's beautiful. 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 So we're looking forward to that. Hope everybody else has a chance to get away, to relax, to rest up, to recharge, to set some goals for the new year. Uh, thank you, everybody, again, if you're in that Patreon group. Look for an email from me and join the group and use this as a chance to start sharing how you're going to go about setting goals uh, for the new year. We look forward to seeing you and interacting with you there. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you in 2018 right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Podcast.